Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Last weekend, Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall was on this program, and I spoke with the Premier about hydro costs and about carbon tax, and Premier Wall pointed out that after our Prime Minister had elbowed his way through Parliament announcing the federal carbon tax, He'd had a conversation with the Prime Minister. Premier Wall had had a conversation with the Prime Minister the very next day and asked him, have you done any kind of economic impact study of a carbon tax? And the uh, response from the Prime Minister was no. So if you're going to have a fundamental shift in taxation policy, you should have an idea of what the impact is going to be on the economy. And you know, when we talk about electricity prices, it's more than just an an economic issue. It is, as Francesca Dobbin told me the other day when I was speaking with her, uh, it is a human rights issue. It is a human rights issue. And that's something to really think about. Francesca Dobbin is the executive director of the United Way of Bruce Gray County in Ontario. And uh, she told me electricity pricing is a crisis, particularly in rural Ontario. Will it cost lives? Well, it appears it may already have done that. I first, Francesca, thank you very much for coming on the program. I first read about you two years ago, where you, where you were quoted in a news story having tremendous concern about people who were economically in great difficulty not being able to meet their, their, their electricity bills or their fuel bills, and you said you were, you were afraid somebody was going to die or you were going to lose somebody, I think was, was the quote. And, uh, and and that to me just that that just ran up so many red flags and so many warnings. That was two years ago. We're there now. We are there now. How bad is it? And thank um, you for taking the time. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, we have lost someone in in the province that um, as a, a direct result of being disconnected from their power. Um, you know, it's really hard to draw that straight line of of cause and effect sometimes. Um, but a Curve Nations First Nations man um, died when his generator exploded. And the reason he was using a generator is because he'd been disconnected from his hydro. And that's the level of desperation um, that people are going through in our rural communities where they're using generators because they can maybe manage to two or three, five dollars, ten dollars of gas a day but they can't pay the hundreds, if not thousands of dollars that their hydro bill is. There is one one person, at least, one woman, who had a $20,000 bill from Hydro One, and you were working on negotiating some kind of manageable payment for her, I believe. 
We're, we're trying to do a couple things uh, with that that particular file. One, we're, we're trying to negotiate the outstanding $22,000 now um, that is owed because, of course, they're charging $300 worth of interest every month. And we're also then trying to understand how a single individual living in a bungalow has an equal billing estimate of $491 a month. How does that happen? I don't know. That's the question. And how does that happen? Um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Because right, I mean, that's, building, a... that's just my building here. Um, the United Way has a building in downtown Owen Sound, so we're high-density urban in terms of costs for delivery. 5,000 square feet, eight computers on during the day because we have tenants and, you know, air conditioning, and ours is just over $500 a month. That has to be just terrifying for this this woman. Her name is Nicola Hart. Uh, $20,000, now you say $22,000, hydro, uh, hydro one bill. And she's, she has to pay this or they're going to turn everything off. Unless you can negotiate something for her. Well, we're in negotiation, so I'll just connection proceed. So what is that? What is the? I mean, what do they say? How, how do they? How do they justify this? They say she's used it, so she needs to pay it. That's that's what they say about everything. She's not Al Gore with a mansion in Tennessee with, you know, the, the, you remember the story that uh, Mr. Gore was using twenty times the average monthly amount of electricity the, for the, the average American family. This is one person. Well, this is it. And in the last five years, you know, the children have grown up. And so all those uh, toys and TVs and all that stuff's all gone. She's also accessed all the insulation programs, traded out all the appliances for all the energy efficiency thing. So the consumption's been going down. That's obvious. So give us a sense then. I mean, we're talking about one person here, but the, the picture is much more broad and and uh, you said that rurally in Ontario it, it is a crisis situation, and developing into a crisis situation in uh, in urban areas, according to Mr. Patrick Brown, who is just on the air with us. So, paint the picture for us. How how desperate is the situation getting in a province where the government has said no wood burning, no oil, no more gas after they spent billions promoting natural gas. I, I don't believe for a second that they're going to get rid of natural gas. I just we have areas without natural gas and they're planning expansion. So, um, I, you know, I don't know whose politics is doing what, but I just I'm ignoring that because I just okay. there's just no way they can get rid of gas when we're doing expansion. That makes no sense to me. Um, I think what the concern is, and it's a you know 30 years down the road when we run out of natural gas, we need to make sure we have alternative fuels, and maybe we go to electricity because. Hydro is always going to be there, uh, like uh, hydroelectric, I should say, um, is always going to be able to generate power. The nuclear fleet will still be here, whatever renewables are, are going to be there. So we will always have electricity, whereas fossil fuels and natural gas, the planet's only so big. And, you know, fracking is just so not a good idea. So we will run out. And I think that's what they're looking is at, that massive projection of, okay, when we run out, we've got to make sure that everybody can run on electricity. And that, and that was all the science fiction of the 70s. You'll have, we to, you'll have to excuse me if I'm somewhat cynical when it comes to politicians <laughs> making any kind of pronouncement. Oh, yeah. But, but here we are. We're looking at uh, electricity prices uh, that are being charged to the, to the consumer and to the business community in the province of Ontario. And it's becoming unmanageable. We had Danelle's supermarket. We had the owner 
from uh, Echo Bay on last weekend. They've reduced their square footage from 5,000 square feet, at least of operation operating space, to what is essentially now just a corner store uh, because their bill went from 2000 a month to 6000 a month, he told us. The situation is just spiraling out of control at a time when Professor Ross McKittrick, the, McKittrick rather, the economics prof from the University of Guelph, told us that never has it been l- cheaper to produce electricity, and yet never has it been more expensive to use it. It's, it's madness. And as you pointed out to me in our conversation, heat in a country like Canada is a human right. Oh, it's a human right. Um, in rural Ontario, where you have well pumps that rely on electricity, you cut somebody off, you reduce, they don't have water. Do we want to go back to where women are walking for three hours a day, four hours a day, carrying water in rural Ontario? And, and you know, are we melting snow to flush a toilet? And that's what people are being reduced to. You know, they, people make that decision, heat or eat. And, you know, once we get people past that December 1st, if they're Hydro One customers, yeah, Hydro One, Unigas don't disconnect over the winter, but all the other small ones do. Um, you know, that's part of some of our political push is to get that change at the OEB, and, and we're working towards that and nagging everybody around those issues. But it's it's totally, this is not a luxury item. This is not making sure, well, you know, you get brand name craft dinner at the food bank instead of no name craft dinner. This is not a luxury item. This is a basic necessity. You're telling us that based on your experience as the executive director of the United Way at uh, Gray Bruce County, that, or Bruce Gray County, that, uh, that people are making the active choice, will be this winter, of heat or eat. They're making heat or eat discussions. Um, they have people who feel that this is a failing on their part. So they come in and, oh, I'm doing my best to cut back, and I cut my diabetic medication in half. So I cut all my pills in half because I can't afford my pills, so I'm stretching them. And therefore, I'm a good person because I'm making smart budgeting choices in order to afford my electricity. We've changed some of our messaging that the number one thing you should spend your money on is food and medication. When you speak with the provincial energy minister, and, and you have, Yes. And you raise these issues. Is the minister surprised? Because he shouldn't be. But uh, but what's the reaction from the from the provincial government representative on this file? Um, we've had really positive response. Um, we have brought forward issues that no one has ever thought about before in a way where we, you know, this is the issue, this is the impact of the issue, and here's the solve, and it won't cost you any money. And there's this, oh... And that's part of our challenge is no one's talking to us on the ground. You know, everybody's talking, the corporate VPs of, of all these companies that run these green energy programs, you know, they're talking to the government and decisions are made and then the on-the-ground decisions. And we're sitting here going, are, are you kidding me? You know, do you have any idea how this operates on the ground? You know, why are you not talking to us? especially in rural Ontario. They make the assumption, oh, you're from rural, you've got to come so far away, we're not going to bug you to come. You know, they're doing the consultation around the long-term energy strategy for Ontario. The closest meeting to me is two hours away. Why are they not speaking with you? Oh, they're speaking with me now, but, (laughs) you know, they're not. But that's because you're who you are. Yeah, part of it is I'm loudmouth. But the other part is they don't know how to solve. 
and it's really easy. And we see the lack of attention to rural on a lot of levels. So when they come out with poverty reduction strategies, they're all built to an urban model. Oh, we're going to run this after-school program. The kids will go home on the transit system. And I'm sitting here going, what transit system? I'll have a transit system. You know, and I can take your $10,000 of investment and I can impact really positively and make a massive difference for 100 people. In the city, they could possibly do 1,000 people. Well, where are you going to put the money where the biggest bang is? Let's affect 1,000 people. And we're sitting here going, but, 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 but we matter too. And that's the challenge is, you know, sorry about it, Toronto, but everybody thinks that it's Toronto. And when they get north of the 407, they just kind of go, oh, this is hard. And they turn around and they go back down into the city where it's nice and comfortable and, and we can manage and we can run programs because urban's easy. You said to me, you said to my listeners, that one person has already died. Not a straight line necessarily, but it's the straightest line we've had. It's the straightest we've line had, we've got. Okay. We've had people with stress. We've had people admitted to um, hospital, um, both you know, medical and, and emotional, mental health issues. Uh, I've had a, a, one of my staff spoke to a man who had had a heart attack and survived. And this is and, because of the hydro bill? Well, the, the hydro bill didn't cause a heart attack, but he was upset that he lived because had he died, the life insurance would have enabled him to, uh, his family, to pay all their bills, whereas the fact that he was alive, he was no longer working, and they had to plug all these medical devices into the wall, oh, and so their hydro bill was climbing. Oh, and so goodness. it would have been better had he died. Oh, my God. And he was in the psychiatric ward um, because he was suicidal, because he survived. Please hold, please hold on. Francesca Dobbin, we're going to come back and talk some more to her. The, uh, my goodness, Executive Director of the United Way in uh, Bruce Gray County in Ontario. Electricity pricing is a crisis. It is in rural Ontario. And as I said to you before, if it's not where you are in the country now, it's coming your way. Because the move is underway to drive the prices up. Oh, you're going to be hearing and what Dr. Bjorn Lomborg will be telling us when he joins us tomorrow, the founder of um, a think tank in Copenhagen, the Consensus Center in Copenhagen. Dr. Lomborg says the uh, UK environmentalists are proud to declare electricity consumption dropped by almost 10% since 2005. What they don't say is that this was assisted by a 50% increase in electricity prices. So if it keeps going up in price and you can't afford it, of course, you're going to use less. And if you don't use enough, it may not be a directly straight line, but it's straight enough. We'll talk more with Francesca Dobbin when we come back on The Green Show. Don't go away. Have a comment about today's show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. One email that I see repeatedly whenever we do something on hydro costs, and we've been doing it a bit recently because it's critically important as we're finding out. Bjorn Lomborg with us tomorrow. One of the questions that I see 
again and again and again and again is, Roy, what is the Global Adjustment Fund? Well, all I can do is say slush and fund. And that's what it is to me. Francesca Dobbin is the executive director of the United Way of Bruce Gray County in Ontario. Um, what can people do to help? Because you have a, I, I want to get this in and, and uh, I want to make sure that I don't, don't forget that I, that I make sure that I get it on. You have a, a way for people to help out, right? You've got a, you've got this wonderful name for a, for a site. So we have donatetoday.ca as our donation portal that uh, people who want to support our utility assistance, they can, they can support people in our community um, because there's no funding for oil, wood, or propane, the furnace oil that no one's obligated to give us any funding for that uh, through any regulations of the government. Uh, so we're always helping rural folks with those costs. And then, um, you know, sometimes we need to access funds on top of the uh, LEAP program, which is the natural gas and electricity program that's mandated under the Ontario Energy Board to help people. So, um, yeah, it's that. That's our place. If you want to go and, and make a donation and help us out with this, um, you know, costs a lot of money for us to do this kind of advocacy um, as an organization. At the same time, you know, we see it as the end game. If we can reduce people's bills, they stop coming to us because they've got a handle on their electricity. Um, and, and this is where it frustrates me when they don't engage with us. When they came out with the home insulation programs under natural gas, you know, and we've all heard about the $11 million over the OESP, we had 110 applicants because I sat down with our local media and said, hey, we've got this program and you can call 211 and find out about free insulation if you're on natural gas. And the local media went, hey, that's cool. And then they told their friends through the local media and boom, we had 110 applicants in 10 days. And Unigas picked up the phone and said, how did you do that? And I'm like, we talked to our community. That's why, what a novel you know, concept. What a no- Let us do this. These are our people. Tell me this, Francesca, in the minute we have left. If we were to look at the people who are in your greater area, the, the, the catchment area that you take care of, the United Way, what percentage of people who are in economic distress um, are, are facing economic particular distress with their, with their heating bills? Is it 100%? Um, I would suggest it is 100%. Um, everybody's stressed. I have friends who've lost businesses this summer um, because of the extreme heat and therefore the extreme air conditioning that was required, and they lost their business over it. Uh, two months of $2,600 bills from Hydro One just was a nail in the coffin for these businesses. Um, you know, and that's, that's part of the challenge. Every, you know, if I go out for coffee and somebody's got a Hydro Bill in their purse, they'll bring it to me and show me what they're struggling with. Uh, you know, Donations are down, which is why it's nice to appeal across Canada through your show, and I appreciate that opportunity. But the top of the top ten jobs created in our region, seven are precarious retail jobs and minimum wage. So we're getting it on the revenue side as well as the consumption side. And you know, anybody who comes along and says, "Oh, reduce your consumption," you know, people have gotten these wonderful letters from Hydro One that allow you to compare yourself to your neighbors. Yeah. And they're coming from the IESO. They're not coming from that utility company. They're being told by the IESO to, to develop Francesca, these we will, we will talk again. Okay. We will talk again for sure. God bless you for what you do. You're, you're, you. an amazing, you're an amazing woman. You do a tremendous amount of good. United Way always does a tremendous amount of good. But in Bruce Gray, uh, just absolutely fantastic. Donatetoday.ca is uh, where you can go to help out. And we'll talk again. Thank you, Francesca, for your time and for Thank what you, you do.
Uh, DonateToday.ca. Check it out. 100% of people who are in economic distress, heating their homes is part of their distress. And you heard one man said, I wish I was dead, then it wouldn't be uh, such a pain for my family. Please, we'll come back.